Welcome to The Business Buffet, a podcast-based business coaching environment where you gain personal nourishment, professional growth, and recipes for success. My name is Ed Bejarana, and I am your chef who will be fixing up a big helping of how-to, can-do, and what-to-do information, all designed to inspire you. So grab a plate, as it is time for some Business Buffet. Today's episode is for all you procrastinators out there. You know who you are. Your wife has probably been complaining about the lawn not being mowed or the garbage isn't taken out. Heck, it might even be that new product or service offering you've been meaning to bring to market for the last six years. Procrastination can be the death of a small business. First, let's talk about food for thought for today's episode. Today's food for thought comes from Zid Ziglar. Quote, if you're going to have to swallow a frog, you don't want to have to look at that sucker too long. End quote. (laughs) My wife is an amazing woman. The fact that she has put up with me for over 30 years should qualify her for sainthood. But she is also a brilliant woman. She knows that when I say I am going to do something, beginning the process is not the big issue. Finishing the job is the question. Before I get too far in today's story, let's let's look at a problem statement for today's episode. It comes by way of Forbes magazine. The problem, taking the first leap. The biggest struggle for most would-be entrepreneurs is taking that first leap. It may be quitting a job, putting up a website, entering a startup accelerator program, approaching someone with your first pitch or just announcing your venture to the world and family and committing the dollars and credit you have. This normally comes after a fair amount of brainstorming and planning. That can be a a time when your mind frequently plays tricks on you. Fear and doubt creep. You can make plenty of excuses. There are more than enough to choose from, (laughs) including timing of your launch. For me, taking the first step has never been the problem. Now, before you get the idea that I have dozens of projects lying around the house unfinished, I don't. The issue with me, as my wife so brilliantly discovered, was my emotional commitment to my gut. (laughs) Those who know me personally might be falling over laughing right now. You see, I weigh over 300 pounds, and my gut is often the loudest talker in the room. (laughs) It wasn't that gut my wife was referring to. No, it is the gut reaction we all get when we know something is either right or wrong. My wife often says, when you don't do something right away, it's because something doesn't feel right. We all get that feeling that something is not quite right, and that feeling can put us in stall mode. It can also save us a lot of money. The trick is to know when procrastination is because there is an important issue or if it is due to other causes. My wife and I like this restaurant in Hauser Lake called Finkelbinders, mostly because on Wednesday night the prime rib is only $15, but I digress. For those of you who may not know, Finkelbinders is listed as one of America's most haunted buildings. There are said to be two ghosts that roam the building. The first is one of the previous owners, a male, and the second is a young woman named Maddie. (laughs) You see, the building was, uh, well, it was a brothel 
way back in the day, and Maddie, well, worked there. It is said Maddie can be seen or felt in most of the bathrooms. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Maybe those rooms served a different purpose in Maddie's day. Anyway, I used the restroom after dinner just recently, and getting past the idea that Maddie might stop in and chat me up while sitting on the commode, I could not help but feel the little tingling sense running down the back of my neck. I told you the Maddie story to make a point. I knew Maddie was not going to stop in and have a conversation, but my body reacted physically just the same. Our bodies react to the different life conditions, and those physiological reactions have an impact on your emotional commitment. Procrastination is one of the body's emotional reactions to a physiological reaction. Now, go with me on this point for a moment. This will make more sense in a moment. Each New Year's, we make resolutions. Some commit to getting in shape and working out. Others commit to spending more time with the family and less time at work, and, and so on. January 2nd rolls around, and <laughs> we've already broken our New Year's resolution. By January 5th, we've given up on that idea and go back to our old ways. Besides the fact that we have not given ourselves ample time to make a life adjustment, something we'll discuss in a future podcast episode, we fall back to the comfortable position we were in before. We choose to avoid the physiological reaction to change. Those we procrastinate to the point where we fail. We quickly acknowledge the failing and move on. We do the same thing in business. We make a commitment to a thing. We put off doing that new thing. And then after a prescribed period of time, we declare the experiment a failure and give up on the idea. Meanwhile, to the person observing your inaction, they have concluded you're procrastinating. When in reality, you're really just scared of the change. Let's bring our quote back for a moment. If you're going to have to swallow a frog, you don't want to have to look at that sucker for too long. Let's go back to the New Year's resolution and getting in shape. We all know it's going to hurt to start exercising. Our muscles will ache for days, we'll be winded, and feel inadequate. We'll probably be embarrassed if people witness just how out of shape we really are. But remember back to the first week in school after a long summer of not doing enough around home? <laughs> the first week of P.E. was hard. The coach made us run a lot. It was hard and we hurt, but we got used to the new physiological condition. Eventually, the soreness and the pain went away, and we were stronger because of it. So why could we make the change back then and not now? Is it because we were young and could handle the strain? Not really. It was because someone else was in control and you couldn't resist the action. You knew the coach was in charge and thus you accepted your back-to-school plight and did the work. You swallowed the frog. Your business is waiting for you to swallow the frog and make the changes you know will improve the fitness of your business. Sure, soreness in business may mean a hit in the wallet, 
but you must trust your business savvy. You must not fear the first steps towards the new opportunity. Your business is counting on your fearlessness. Your financial future is counting on your ability to squelch those gremlins trying to convince you your idea is not that good. Your idea is good, and it will either work or it will not. However, if you don't even try, then failure is guaranteed. Swallow that frog. Take the first step. Plan your way through the change and bring your business in line with your new idea. Okay, some of you are saying, great words, Ed. We've heard them all before. Motivational speeches are just talk. How do we take the first step? Well, here you go. Here is a process to help you get past the procrastination blues. Let me first say my statement that your idea is good might not be 100% correct. The actual idea you've got in mind right now might be a total flop. What I mean to say is the idea for change is good. I always say, show me a business that is not progressing, and I'll show you a business that is failing. Let me introduce you to the SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. This is a tool, it's a very simple process of discovery, and will clear any procrastination logjam. Actually, a logjam is not a good analogy for this situation. You see, logjams imply the process has already begun, and the trees are now stuck on their way to market. <laughs> what we really have at this stage is just an idea. No investment has been made yet, metaphorically speaking. We have not yet cut down any trees. However, logging is a good overall analogy for this discussion, so we'll stick with it. Let's say we have an acre of trees we want to harvest, but we're not sure if these are the right trees to cut. How do we make the decision? We use the SWOT analysis tool. We first take stock of the environment. Is the ground level? Is your business fighting gravity or a saturated marketplace? Is the cost of moving the trees higher because of soft soil? Does your business have the capital needed to bear the cost of the change? Is the transportation routes ample to move large trees? Does the market have a need for your new idea? Are the lumber mills already full from trees cut by other lumberjacks? Are there competitors in your marketplace that have an advantage? The way SWOT works is you take a blank sheet of paper and you divide the sheet in four sections by drawing a plus sign on the page, a big plus sign. You uh, label the four sections strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. The top left box, you list the strengths you and your business have that will make implementing your new idea easier. In the box in the upper right, list the weaknesses you or your business have that would make implementing your idea more difficult. In the bottom left box, list your opportunities. These are circumstances that exist outside of your business that give you an advantage to bring your idea to market. In the bottom right box, list the threats, those things that are outside of your business control that could hamper bringing your new idea to fruition. If you've been honest with the SWAT, the solution to your procrastination is now staring you in the face. 
It may mean that you need to first implement ideas to resolve identified weaknesses. You may need to take some classes at the local community college. You may need to hire a consultant. You you may need to save up some money. The list of weaknesses is your area of focus. Can you overcome those weaknesses enough to succeed? Next, we look at threats. These are usually out of our control, except they can help mold your idea. Here's a great example. I run a very successful web development company. I've built more than 2,000 websites myself. However, I'm not a graphic artist. In fact, I've had graphic artists really critique my websites as looking ugly. In the beginning, it was hard to handle the criticism. I knew other graphic designers who built websites had an advantage. My threat was also my weakness. However, my strength in business operations and search engine marketing more than made up for my graphic design deficiencies. I'm happy to report every one of the graphic artists who ever criticized my web development skills had to shut down their business due to a lack of work while my business continues to thrive and grow. The idea behind SWOT analysis is to get down on paper the issues you will face so you can develop ways around, over, or through the obstacles. When you have a written plan, no obstacle is insurmountable. Just as the weaknesses and threats will scare you, your strengths and opportunities are where the profit centers reside. In my case, every year when I update my SWOT chart, I find new opportunities from each threat. In 2016, I saw a threat from Google and Facebook. In 2017, I fully defined and proved the threat was real. By 2018, I had implemented the workaround, and you are listening to the product of that research right now. Podcasting is a viable search engine optimization route around Google censorship. Podcasting is a great way around social networking censorship. Let me drive this point home and wrap up here. On Facebook, I have 5,000 friends, the maximum number of friends you can have. The number fluctuates, but it's never below 4,960. When I post on Facebook, I figure about 2% of my friends see my posting. That's about 100 people. The podcast you are listening to right now will reach 100 people today and again tomorrow and several hundred or thousands more people in the days and weeks ahead. Facebook can no longer limit the reach of my message based on their business whims. The procrastination that creeps in and robs you of your sleep at night is based on the idea that there is only one or a few ways of doing things. That is just not true. There are an infinite number of ways to do things. You are not trapped inside a prescribed set of operating conditions. You are in full control. Write down your idea, do the SWOT analysis, and see how much easier it will be to take that first step. It is that dreaded time when we must push back from the table and uh, maybe take a nap. You know, to reflect on what we've learned. Please, before you doze off, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs the emotional push that only the business buffet can give. Also, please take a moment to write a review for us on Apple Podcasts and help us reach new entrepreneurs like yourself. Thank you for listening, and remember to eat hearty in business.